Hi everyone and welcome to episode 175 of the Mountain Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. Hello. How's things, mate? Yeah, not too bad. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I've just managed to get back from going into the office and I forgot how much having an hour's commute each way makes your day so much worse. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say I, could, I can imagine, but I, I have been working five minutes from home. Yeah, it's quite useful, that. Mm. Uh, obviously, alternate Simpsons title. Hello, is that Leeds v Villa? Yes. Good. Listen, I'm sick of your boring matches. I'm just an ordinary blue-collar slob, but I know what I like on TV. And another thing, how come I can't get no tang around here? <laughs> Deep space, hasn't is that, is that toilet I can hear flushing in the background? It is indeed. Um, yeah, that was a really crap game of football, wasn't it? Oh, God, it was dreadful. Uh, and, and it was dreadful before the red card. It was dreadful after the red card. <laughs> the yeah. red card was dreadful. Yeah, there was... I mean, What are the redeeming features of that? We kept a clean sheet with 10 men for 45 minutes. That is good. And we got a point. Yeah. Going into the game, Villa at home, the point isn't a good result. But when you've got 10 men for half of it, it becomes an all right result. Yeah. Like, it it sort of excuses a lot of the performance from that game. The fact that we then get the point from, from that position. But... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think you could say either side played well. No, that's definitely true. Like in the first half, I thought in terms of getting the ball down and actually playing, we were marginally better. But they had actual chances from it. We had what one that Rodrigo won from Edge Box that went just wide. Yeah. And didn't have a shot on target in the first half, I don't believe. Like so, even for the nice bit, there was a couple of nice bits of play that were mainly like Strauch, Rocker, Sinistera combining down the left, and we did play his way through a couple of times, but nowhere near enough to be able to to like call it good. You could you couldn't go as far as good. No, no I think this. I think the worrying thing for us was uh, <clears throat> I say more more despite than anything else was. Um, the one player who got booked for them in the first half, Augustine, and you were thinking, right, he's got booked early. Let's get him. Ah, oh, crap, he's injured. Because yeah. um, it was the sort of bucky where you looked and thought, just run at him. Yeah, and what did they do? They moved, uh, they moved Young over to left back, concert right back, and brought on Yedinak. Uh, yes. Who no, I sorry, no, yeah, Bed- Bednarek. Bednarek, not Yedinak. I'm mixing that's the two the, names. That's up. the other one. Yeah. Uh, but no, Bednarek, who I totally forgot was there. Mm. Like when we talked about their defensive options with the fullbacks missing, I don't think his name came up because yeah. I completely forgot he played for him. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know how much difference any of it ever made to the game. No. I'd. So, like, first half, the main takeaway when you were in the ground, and I'm guessing it was the same on TV, from minute one, Villa... The referee was shite. Villa start time wasted. <laughs> and I have said it on here after numerous games. It is not... I am not mad at Aston Villa. 
it's the refereeing in this league. They have completely forgotten that there are laws on the books about time wasting. Like Leon, ba- Leon Bailey was the first egregious one after a couple of minutes. Leeds got a free kick and he dribbled the ball about way after the whistle and then booted it to the other side of the pitch. Now, I don't mm. care if it's two minutes in, it's a yellow card. And Villa fans should be just as pissed off as Leeds fans were. Because they did it, there was like eight where you could have booked someone for time wasting. Got after um after Mark Locker got his yellow card for his tackle that was a yellow card. Mm. Ashley Young spent literally a minute. Not that aggressively, but up to the ref going, that's a red, you should be doing this, you should get for a whole minute. Emmy Martinez has his hands on the referee grabbing his shirt. Which like, I didn't really see, I didn't really notice that in the ground, but I've but, some like, people on I'm TV not saying have said he's, that. He's pulling him towards him, but like Yeah, it's not aggressive, but why, it's a yellow. But yeah, why why are you allowed to touch a referee at all? Like Well, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, you're not. And, it, and again, like you say, if, if you spent the first two weeks of the season right going, look, if you come and shout at me, it's a yellow card, regardless of your opinion, regardless of, you know, you, you don't need to do it. And clubs, have, there are teams that do it now, and I'd, and I'd be interested to see how much we do it now. But it's a lot more than, or anything will be more than we did under BLs, because I think it was pretty much banned at that point from us for right. um, haranguing a referee, but there are plenty of clubs that do it. Whenever there's a foul, you'll see four players go up to the referee. Um, well, I mean, it, it just when it comes isn't to needed. Later, yeah, it needs it. I've been saying it for years. My kingdom for a referee will book someone for time wasting after five minutes and just set a precedent and go, right. But, yeah, so they do that. They, there's seven or eight, nothing given. Rodrigo has one bit of dissent and he's immediately booked. Hmm. Uh, and then... There was also some bad refereeing. Villa got a yellow card for what was just a foul. It was not a yellow card in a million years. And then Sinistera's first yellow card is a nothing foul, eight, 75 yards from goal. It is not a yellow card. Yeah. It's bad refereeing. Second half, Louis Sinistera becomes an idiot. Stupid, stupid man. Yeah, you, you you don't have to... You won't get booked for not being back 10 yards until the referee's whistle goes, unless mm. you go for the ball. Then it's a yellow. And it's, it's what Raul Jimenez did the other year. Yeah, it's there's been a few players done it. It was a silly thing to do. Now, I do still maintain that because he had let about nine things go already, you there's a pretty good argument that he should have let that go as well. But mm. what Sinistera did was a yellow card. So I can't... It's the first yellow that was dreadful. And this is where the Villa fans should be getting mad at the ref as well. Because he let them time waste like fuck for the entire first half and just mm. st- and not do anything. We then spent 40-odd minutes time wasting like fuck. Yeah. And he couldn't book our players for it because he'd already set the precedent that it's not a yellow card. Like, Leeds fans were, you know, with the cheering when Melier picked it up and took it to the other side. I mean, Mateus Click came on, and how the fuck he didn't get booked? I have not... He just kept no, picking the not. ball up and running away and throwing it. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. But it was ridiculousness 
first half, it's not Villa's fault, it's the referee. Second half, it's not our fault, it's the referee. It's shite refereeing. And he just, he had no control of the game from about the third minute. And there's just something about the refereeing in the league this year. It's, it is definitely worse than before. Yeah. Do we, do we have, I, I can't remember if I'd seen somewhere, do we have referees going to this World Cup? Uh, was it the last year of those where they didn't pick any? Yeah, I was trying to remember if it was if it was that or um I doubt they've done the selection yet, to be honest. Oh no, they will have done. It's been fucking a month. <laughs> it's uh no, it's Michael Oliver and Anthony Taylor. Hmm. Well, so long as Atwell's Which... not on the list. Which um, I mean, I suppose if anyone's going to go, it might as well be then. Yeah. Uh the now, second half, obviously, I said in first half, Villa did have more efforts on target and probably did have the best chances, but we actually played okay. Second half, we defended all right, but we offered nothing. Villa were all over us. They had all the ball, all the possession had. But what I would say is, they. All, I think, to my memory, they only forced Melier into one good save. He had to make a few saves, but one good one. Mm. Which was the one-on-one with Watkins late on. Yeah. Which is a positive sign. Uh, and then late on, Bamford gets breaks in behind, pulls it back to click, and it's well blocked. And just for a second, I thought we were going to nick it, which would have been a lovely shithouse win. But the defending in the second half, you know, we did okay. And then we brought Furpo on and went to a five. And Furpo looked a bit all over the shop in terms of execution. But he was in the right positions and he didn't call like he had a, a head of it, he went to head out and he headed it for a corner and he had a bad clearance where if he'd have actually cleared the man, we had a chance. That, I think that was I think the clearance I got annoyed with was I think he hit it diagonally back in field and Villa oh, came yeah. back at us. And you just think just smash it down the line, put it in the corner. Yeah. Give us some time, man. But he did play half an hour's football without getting booked. Yeah, that was that was impressive. Which is a thing. Uh, so Leeds definitely massively improved at the back from the Brentford game. And was that just yeah. basically <laughs> down to Liam Cooper? Is it down to Liam Cooper or is it down to Diego Urente not being there? That like, is a conundrum. Yeah. I do do we praise Liam Cooper? Do we just Assume that a mannequin alongside Robin Cock might have been as at least as effective as Diego Urente. Um I am choosing to pra- I am choosing to praise Liam Cooper. I thought he had a good game. I thought Robin Cock had a good game as well. Yeah. Um No, to, I just... to, to be fair, I, I agree with that. And I and I thought Christensen had a better game than he's been having. Yeah, I, like... I must admit, I, I, this was just something that I saw on Twitter. In the car coming back from the ground, there were some people slating Christensen's performance, which I found really weird because I thought he was—he wasn't great. He was fine. Yeah. But I mean, Ailing came on on that side and did nothing right for about seven minutes. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure he could see properly in that mask. Cracking mask. Yeah. Um. Uh, then, for... then he sort of he got his eye in after that, and then he was all right. But he just kept misjudging the flights of balls and stuff. It was a bit weird. 
Yeah, I, I, I think ultimately I look at that performance and I, like I didn't feel like anyone had a great game. I don't think anyone had a a particularly bad game except for I. I have except, one. Go on. Then. I, I I was going to bring it up later, but I've, I'm just going to do it now because it's come up. Is Jack Harrison just crap on the right, or did he just have a shit game? <laughs> um. Yeah, possibly. It's not his best game, but he's, he's had. A, he's I had mean, a, it's not his worst. A, he's had. A, he's. It's annoying because he had that run of re- of really good games, and now he's had a two or three. Not so good games. Yeah, Harrison, we have seen it with Harrison before. He does throw one in. And it wasn't like championship bad day, Harrison. You know, two out of ten. Oh, my God, how is this man a footballer? This was just... His first touch was poor and he never looked dangerous. But he just didn't look comfortable playing on that side. Um, no. Uh, it's, it's a tough... I mean... We'll get on to Sinistera later as well, but mm. um, it, it seems an odd one to me to have. I don't, I don't think I've said this to you before that we, that we keep getting linked with wingers, but we are also keen on getting Jack Harrison to sign a new contract. Mm. And I don't see how those two things work in conjunction entirely. No, and but especially this... when like Nontel might play there. And Perkins might play there. And I still think Joe Gellart's long-term future is on the right-hand side of that three behind the striker. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> at best, it's mixed messages. Yeah. Like, no, you are a valuable part of this team, but we are linked with wingers. And we did actively try to sign someone to play your position in the final days of the transfer window. But please stay. Yeah. The, the other two things I've got noted down here is... Well, one just says Aronson, question mark. Because I think he's... You know, like, he there's all the effort and he gets into positions and he's quick and he does beat players, but that te- sometimes his technique lets him down in the final third. Mm. Well, I think in the last two games, his technique's let him down a lot in a lot of positions. Now, obviously, I still like him. I still think so far he's been a good signing, but if Sinister wouldn't have got sent off, I would be thinking Aronson was in line to be dropped for the next game. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting time for sort of the attacking players in as much as Bamford is, is back now. We have a relatively fully fit team. Like Sinistero, off the back of scoring in three straight games, to do something as stupid as that when you know the likelihood is now Bamford will go up front with Rodrigo in behind him. And we're back to Aronson and Harrison right and left, I imagine. That is, that is what I think will happen, yeah. You know, just it, so not only was it a daft decision to get set up, it's a stupid time to do it just after he's yeah. put a run of games together. Um, what I will say is, because of how good he's been, I think he will be straight back in. Unless we have like a worldy of a performance against Palace, and then you just keep the same team. But I, th- I think Sinisera will come back in because uh, the last thing I've got is, and I was very surprised when I saw the team because uh, I'm amazed. But un- unless he really wasn't fit, 
I am amazed that we didn't start Bamford. Mm. And I was even more amazed that we didn't bring him on at half-time. And then I was actually fuming that we didn't immediately bring him on when we went down to 10 men, when we needed something to hit. Yeah, because you knew Rodrigo's not the answer. One as an out-ball and two as a a pressing striker. Um, Even, you know, even if he hadn't already been playing for for 45 minutes, you'd rather have Bamford on there doing that than him. Yeah, so which makes me think that he was uh, less fit than we were led to believe, basically. And the other thing, and this isn't, I, I don't think this is something massively to read into, but I do think it's interesting that Gelhart dropped off the bench. Mm. I mean, Jesse Marsh was at pains to say to everyone, like, don't worry, he is still a first team player, I still really rate him, and I think he's been fine this season. It was basically just we added Nonto in and someone had to drop out. But I still was surprised that he wasn't on the bench. Yeah. I, I mean, with that, it, it, is, it was the issue going in that, and when we signed Nonto, that, like like I've been saying about Harrison, like where does that kind of leave Joe Gelhart that you're actively looking for? <laughs> another striker to become second or third choice. Yeah. Like it, it would be un- unless we were signing someone relatively cheap to, to be behind him in the pecking order. Like, but I don't see the sense in that. Like if you're looking to improve your squad, unless it was, we are signing a 35 year old striker on a one-year deal, just to... Glenn Murray. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was always Glenn Murray. Or... Suleiman Dukara. Yeah. Who is still only still... like 32 or something. Yeah, still on a free. Um, There's a reason. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, like, I don't... I don't I'd, I'd, quite, I'd quite like to hear that, that conversation about where this leaves Gelhart. In, in terms of at least this season. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, in the same way that now Ailing's back, it's Christensen and Ailing. So in January, drama should go out and won't. Hmm. If Gelhart isn't going to get enough football here, same. There'll be a queue of champions. Ev- probably every club in the championship would have him. And, and, and 16 of them would probably start him. Immediately, like there'll be ones in form at the top who will keep with what they've got. But like, if he isn't going to get the game time playing, and he sort of showed it, uh, was was it Monday night the Tranmere game Can't, or Tuesday? Tuesday because those Champions League games mm. on. Uh, Tranmere five, Leeds United under twenty one. Tram Tranmere three, Leeds under twenty one's five. It's a lot of numbers. Uh, I I I tweeted out as soon as I saw the lineup that this should be fun, and it was. Because the front six, JB and Sam Greenwood in midfield. What is when you've got Nonto, Gelhart, Perkins, and Matteo Joseph as a front four? Yeah, brilliant. And then at the back, Klassen in goal, who you know 
he did his thing at first team once, he did it fine, but he is a bit of a bomb scare sometimes. And then, I mean, we had Morton Spencer, who is basically an under-18 central midfielder playing centre-back, although I like the way he steps out with the ball and plays passes, so I'm quite liking the idea <laughs> of the centre-back. And he's grown a bit as well. He's grown. <laughs> I mean, it might work. Uh, we, we had him at the back with Chris Moore. Harvey Sutcliffe played, who is the, a young right back, played left back. And then Cody Drama, who stood out a mile at the back because he was the senior head. Uh, and yeah, it was exactly, you would look at that and go, wow, we're going to be struggling at the back and really good going forward. And that is exactly what happened. We'll get Tranmere's goals out of the way. They went 2-0 up. First one's a mishit cross that lobs Klassen and he couldn't do all about it. Second one's a really good finish. We're letting cut inside a bit too easy, but it's a really good finish. And the goal to make it 3-3 for them was just shit defending at a set pace. Also, I backed Leeds half-time full-time, so them making it 3-3 in first half stoppage time was really annoying. Uh, but Leeds go 2-0 down and you think, ah, this is a shame. They're just... You know, they've actually played quite well here. They don't deserve to be 2-0 down. And then they score three goals in about four minutes. Um, yeah, Perkins with a rebound uh, finished well, which means he's scored in 10 games out of 10 this season and has like 14 or 15 in total. Uh, then Gellhart scores a belter from the edge of the box with his left foot and then gets played through by Jerry and... Or was it Jerry? I can't remember. He got played through. Rounds the keeper, really good finish. Uh, Sam Greenwood does some really good work to set up Matteo Joseph to make it 4-3 in the, in the uh, second half. And then 5-3, JB breaks through, plays a really good ball into Cody Drama, cuts inside, really good finish outside of his foot. Uh, Nonto also played that pretty well, but he was overshadowed by Gelhart and Perkins. But I, especially Gelhart, it's weird because... I still find it amazing how when a defender goes flying into Joe Gellart, they just bounce off him. Like, I mean, he's not big. <laughs> no, he's he's got sort of it, it's Wayne Rooney esque in in the way he uses his body. Even as even yeah. at sort of that younger age, I know he doesn't look like a potato, but um, he, he just he knows how to defend himself well mm. and. Yeah, but we we they played they played some serious football. Like it was really good to watch, and like Sonny Perkins, if he has a bad game, you're gonna hate him. He's got that Viduka lazy look about him. Hmm. Even when he isn't being lazy, he looks like he's being lazy. <laughs> But he's he's really good. Considering it sounds like because they didn't because of how little he played, it sounds like this tribunal fee is going to be not much at all. And we may have already sorted it, but it's not a great deal. Looks like a serious serious buy. Uh, the only really disappointing thing: uh, Sam Greenwood got himself sent off, straight red card, bad tackle. Uh, it was a revenge tackle. They went in on some I can't remember who, but they went in on someone. Got the ball, but it was a very industrial challenge, and he got booked for it. And Greenwood went, got was pissed off, and went flying in. 
it's debatable whether it was a straight red or a, or a yellow, but it was already on a yellow anyway. Yeah. But the difference is, I think that means that it'll be a free game ban, but it doesn't carry over to the Premier League. Just Premier League 2. Oh, no, JPT. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's because it's an EFL competition. Yeah. So, I they think he's banned... the, So, he won't be able to play the League Cup? I'm not... I am not sure if that's how it works, but I think that there's a chance. That, but I think that there might be... There may be uh, more games in the Checker Pizza before that. <laughs> uh, but that team selection, picking, you know... We didn't pick senior players. It's not like, you know, Man United played Tom Huddleston in Bears. Yeah. Uh, it, we didn't pick anyone like Still that. Going. But we picked some first team level players. And I do, I would rather see this than the putting out the 15 year olds like we were last time. Because um, there's no reason not to try and get out of the group with this and try and have a run in it. Might as well win it. I mean, it's, it's a, I still think it's utterly ridiculous that Premier League teams are allowed under 21 teams in this competition. I think it's stupid. But well, while if we're, we're here, in it, while we're here, we may as well have a go. Um, I'm just looking, I, by the way. Uh, Tom Huddleston, he came off the bench. Yeah. What was it? Because one a couple of weeks ago, Jay Spearing came on as sub for Liverpool's under 21s. Yeah, that was another one where I didn't. Didn't quite realise that's where where he was now. Yeah, well, didn't Scum also have Paul McShane back for a year doing the same thing? Basically yeah, was he, coach. was he like a coach, like player coach? Yeah, I, I think it rightly. was. I, I'm not sure who did it first. I think it was Brighton. Hmm. Back end of his career, they brought back Andrew Crofts. I think it was, and he played like two years as player central mid players the central holding midfielder and basically coach on the pitch. <laughs> to, to be fair, in, in twenty twenty eight, on on my football manager save, I have Alex Cairns and Stuart Dallas in, in our under twenty threes. So, yeah, you know, senior figures. Um, but yeah, that that was a it was a good palate cleanser after the shit game that was Villa. Uh, will I mean, you would think that this will be a better game, whether it's good or bad. Uh, Palace away, some. It can't be worse than Palace away last year. That was awful. Oh god, that was the nil-nil, wasn't it? That we watched in the we watched in Podger. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it was a pocket. We were terrific. It was terrifying. We to be honest, I remember we just basically stopped watching. We it just turned into having a drink in the pub. Because we just the game was so poor that no one was paying attention. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's bound to be better than that. Um, Palace are basically a four-three-three. They it, it changes a bit if the wingers drop a bit deeper if they've got a tougher game stuff. But it's basically four-three-three. Um, Zaha on the left, probably Ayu on the right. Mateta up front, maybe Ayu there with someone else on the right. Maybe um, Odson Edward. But it's probably but it'll be Zaha on the left and two others. Elise and Eze could play wide right as well. But they have picked an attacking midfield three in some games where they've had Decore as the sitting one and then played Eze and Michael Elise as sort of eights running forward from midfield. At which which would make for an interesting game if they're basically playing with a front five and we're sort of playing with a front four. 
that could make for a decent game. Uh, one of Klein or Ward at right back, Gehi and Anderson centre backs, Tariq Mitchell left back. Obviously, there's room for injuries and stuff, but that will probably be the side because it doesn't change a great deal. Uh, other than Zaha, who is obvious, who particularly scares you on that side? Uh, I'm a big fan of, of Eze and Alise, to be fair. I think they've been two excellent signings. Yeah. And, and two players who embedded in very quickly. Um, Jordan Ayew is one of those players that I don't rate particularly highly, but it has a bit of pace about him, so can... And he, he's a bit mercurial, isn't he? He's a, on his day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like this Palace team is is a typical mid-table team that they'll they'll be very competitive against some good teams and then they'll lose games against shit teams. Mm. Um, and I, I'm still not entirely sure which one of those categories we fit into yet. Well, we're not in good teams, I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm not sure we're in shit teams either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. It's definitely a solid team, isn't it? As, as I kind of look at this team that they, they started out with against against Chelsea. Um, you know, Guerhi and Ward at the back was... Yeah, I'm guessing that... It's fine, I mean, but... Seeing as they played Ward centre-back in the last game, is Joachim Anderson injured? Um, he was not on the bench. Oh, apparently Anderson and Klein are both out. Oh, okay. So, well, I mean, Ward right back and James Tompkins in at centre back then. With yeah, it, doesn't really, it doesn't really help the mediocre thing, does it? Um, no, but but Joachim Anderson's good and his massive strength, his long passing from deep is outstanding. And now a big hole is long ball in behind our fullback. Yeah. So I'm quite, if Joachim Anderson's not playing, it's not a game changer, but I definitely think it helps us. No, it's um, it's it's definitely like you said the the front five or six that you you're probably more worried about when you look at Edwards. Uh, Edwards been a good signing. Ayu, as we said, a bit hit and miss, but but can be good. Zahar is is a very good forward, if not a bit whiny. Um, and Eze and Elise, if they're sort of breaking deep from midfield as well, can can do a lot of damage. Yeah. If he doesn't want to go as balls out in midfield, or if he plays one of them as the winger, uh, it'll probably be Jeff Schlupp comes into midfield, who again plenty of legs, uh, not nearly as. I mean, he's he's not technically bad by any stretch, but he's not as technically gifted as Elise and Eze. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's they could play Will Hughes as well, but I doubt it. Yeah. They've also uh, yeah. got that. They've also got that Malcolm Eberwey that they got from Derby, who is, you know, another tricky, quick winger. They 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 like a t- tricky, quick winger at Palace. Yeah. Um, we already sort of talked about it. The main thing I was thinking is who comes in for Sinistera, but I think we're both thinking it's Bamford. Yeah, you'd assume so, unless unless they really doubt whether he's he's up to, you know, at least playing an hour. You would think if he's, you would think he must be able to do more than forty-five minutes. Mm. And if he can, to be honest, if they said he's only fit for forty-five minutes, I'd still start him. Yeah, 
and I'd, I'd take him off if you need to. Um, the the ballsy decision is to play Somerville and give him give him his chance. Hmm. Uh, you know, because obviously Harrison will revert to the left, which will help him. You would think. Uh, so if Harrison was to stay at ten, you could play Somerville. Suppose you could play Gelhart, but I don't think they'll do that. I do think it'll be Bamford in. Could play Greenwood. You could, but he seems to like him more as a centre mid, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, and I'm not sure that getting sent off stupidly in the under twenty ones is the way no. to play yourself into the first team. Get in my first team. <laughs> um, the only the only other way I could see is is and and again I I think I, I am convinced it is is going to be Bamford and, and Rodrigo up front. Mm. Um, you could have Click start, but I think he has actually worked quite well off the bench so far this season. Yeah, um, he'll definitely get on the pitch in this game. Just a matter of when. Uh, does he's, by any... the way, fantastic choice to bring him on when you need to run when you need to time waste. Yeah, no better player to bring on. No, he is a perfect shit house. Yeah, he, he has been the whole time. Uh, do do we change anything else? Do you think? No, no, I, I, I don't think so, and I don't really see any need to. Um, I I suppose he could if he felt like it. Bring Furpo in. And starting, but I think that would be harsh on on Strauch. Yeah, I don't think he will. I, Strauch had a perfectly solid game at left back. Again, there is that moment where he gets twenty five yards from goal and he doesn't look comfortable, but it's because he's centre back. Mm. I long term, at some point this season, we do need to start playing Furpo purely so we can play Strauch as a centre back. But if Cooper plays well. If yeah, so I plays well, that that just puts it all back. It's that it's sort of that catch twenty two position, isn't it? That I, I think we need Liam Cooper in the team. If if nothing else, I think from a leadership perspective, I think I think he I think he's been missed at the start of the season and, and certainly last season. Um, and unless unless Robin Cock gets injured, like I wouldn't want to take either of those two out while they're doing well. And I'd, I think I'd rather take the hit going forward with and, and play keep playing Strauch there than bring Furpo in. Yeah. The good thing is that left side, I mean, it'll be Harrison this week and he's he's been very good on the left. I do think you can afford to lose that bit of attacking play from left back if you've got Sinistera in front of him. Because mm. he doesn't... I mean, he can play one twos and get in the hand, but that's not what he's at. He's run at people, beat people, try stuff, and then the fullback support is less important. Um, I didn't mention that uh, we came up with a goose egg, both bets and predictions last time out. Yeah, uh, I had Sinister. I had to check yours because you had Watkins header on target, and he did have four shots on target, but not none of them were headers. I don't believe. No, he had one header he... off target. Oh, did he have one header off target? Yeah. He had a header off target. I checked with FB ref. Uh, and yeah, we both predicted a win. Uh, but I'm not predicting a win for this one. I've got two all. Um, I will go. I'll I'll go with my, my regular 2-1 win. 
go to one win for KC. And have you got a bet in mind? If you don't, I do. Uh, you go. Uh, well, obviously, I've just said Harrison had a bad game last time out. But one, I think he'll be back on the left, which he'll prefer. And two, I think Bamford will be up front. So I've got Harrison assist at four to one. Uh, I'm going to go with a scorecast on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Rodrigo to score first, Anders and Lisa win two one at seventy two to one. Seventy two to one. Well, seventy one point nine six, but I thought I'd round up for you. Uh, I'll get. I'll give you the point oh four. Thank you. It's it's only right. I think. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so. Yeah, I think this will be it. So, as I say, I, an away point, I think, would be a good result. But Palace are a team you can beat, but they are a team that we can easily lose to. Mm. I'm just I'm just hoping we put in a much better performance, and I'm hoping to see a bit more cohesion going forward. Uh, yeah. And if, if we can put one in with a chance. Yeah, so I suppose the, the good thing playing a team like Palace, especially with them being at home, is that, that you know, that they have players that, you know, like to get forward. There's no sense in that team playing for time, I don't think. Um, no, that's true. We shouldn't see... I mean, God's honest truth, you look at the two teams and if one of them is more likely to start time wasting early, it's probably us. Yeah. Which should make for at least something a little bit better to watch. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking at their team and thinking Zahar against Christensen could be a, an interesting experience. Yeah, but I don't think it matters who we put up like that. Like most right backs in the league, that's tr- that's true, isn't it? Really, hmm. like he's he's just really good. If only he just didn't moan about everything. Hmm. I mean, if we start Furpo, then Patrick Vieira's first move should be to put Eze on the right <laughs> and just and run, they- just run towards him. And if they were originally playing Jordan Ayew on the right, fuck it, just play Jordan Ayew in centre mid, just so you can have his eight again if we play Furpo, because he will get booked within about four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I did have a look. I think his price to get booked is about six to five if he starts, hmm. which I, I think is about right, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, that will do us for the podcast. We'll be back. I don't know, probably Tuesday, maybe, next week. Yeah. When do we play after that? Uh, it's Sunday, then Sunday again. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But I'm just going to check. I think the under-21s play Monday night. Yeah, Monday, 10th of October. So, oh. yeah, Tuesday is the best day to do it. If, provided work and stuff doesn't get in the way, but I think I, think I might even be off. I was just looking ahead to the Arsenal fixture and just thinking, oh, joy. <laughs> ah, it's Arsenal. They're due an Arsenal. <laughs> Maybe it'll be against us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as as mediocre as they've been the last couple of years, they, they seem to still get the result against us. Yeah. They also seem to be really good this season. People keep forgetting how good they are because of how good Man City are. Yeah, but like Arsenal are top. <laughs> yeah, Arsenal are top. I, I think signing two two players that won the Premier League has, has uh, strangely benefited them greatly. Yeah, and also we do have to mention that uh, it was good to see a Leeds lad get a hat trick against Scum. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've seen that thing that was was going around of how long it had taken players to score three Premier League hat tricks. Yeah, I did. Like the uh, record was forty eight games, and he's done it in eight. Yeah, <laughs> he is. It's like there's a story that the one at Shitwags going around going, "Oh, his actual wage when you include all these bonuses, which he does get, is like nine hundred grand a week." In modern football, he's still cheap. <laughs> That's how good he is. He's ridiculous. It's. I, I mean that that little clip from the Champions League game where he sprints out, pick, picks up the referee's spray bottle that he's dropped, hands it back to him, and sprints back into the penalty area to try and make a run. Yeah. And I think I saw someone describing it as early Harland is now going on side quests. Yeah, he's ridiculous. I. I've said I was. We're on about this in the ground uh, before, and at one point during the Villa game, we're playing them on Boxing Day, and he'll have just had a month off. If you're got, if you're lucky enough to go to that game, which unless something goes wrong, I will be. <laughs> you know, if they put six buyers and he gets five, mm. just try and enjoy it. I know it's hard. But like when uh, I, when when the Invincibles came and battered us and we all applauded them because they were just that good. Yeah. Try and do that. You'll have a much better time because they are going to batter us. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm hoping for him to be a bit like Jermaine Beckford any time he came back. He, I just want him to be happy that he's playing at Ellen Road and. Nice. He's too much of a machine. What he'll be is very happy to be playing at Ellen Road and he'll get subbed off and he'll give the lead salute to all the fans and we will applaud him. The difference is he'll have scored a hat trick. <laughs> Rather than just missing everything like Beckford did. Yeah. Uh, right, cool. That will do us for episode 175. I've been Jack. See you. I'm in Casey. Have a good one. In a bit.